Listening to Omnus Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnus, and joining me today is Dayton, aka Burb. What's going on, Dayton? Uh, nothing much. Just been hanging out. It's been all of you. Um, not a whole lot. Still figuring out what my Adepticon roster is going to be, but I'm I'm really excited to introduce you to those who do not know you yet. Um, listeners, uh, Dayton is a local player, uh, semi-local to me. You're you're Portland based, and I'm Seattle. But I had the pleasure of meeting you at uh, the Zulu's qualifier for LVO last year, so that was exciting. Um, but you've been you've been making it out to a lot of tournaments in the Pacific Northwest, and then obviously LVO. Yeah. Yes. Well, listeners, part of why Dayton's coming on the show with me today is uh, Dayton, and in a lot of ways, is the next generation of gamer for us. <laughs> like if uh, if we we said like top. 100 players in the u.s or maybe top two or 300 players in the world there's a good chance that you are the best player on that list that's under the age of 18 and i mean that's 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 an that's an accomplishment in itself um so i was curious a little bit um if i recall you had not played a miniatures game before this like you had a bunch of board gaming background and that sort of thing but this was your first minis game is that correct um, yes, yes, it's my first minigame. Uh, the closest I think I've come to this would be, like, a game like Zombicide. Okay. Um, which yeah, that makes sense. More, more, more board game than minigame. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely my first bigger scale miniatures game. Have you, ha- have you dabbled in any other miniatures games since getting into MCP, or is it, like, all in MCP? You haven't tried anything else yet? Um, we tried getting into 40k. Um, which we weren't really a fan of, and we didn't really stick. So we got some stuff, but then we ended up dropping that pretty quick and going more full MCP. And when you say we, you mean your family unit, not like uh, the proverbial like Dayton as we? <laughs> y- yes, uh, me and my family. Uh, me and my dad tried. Uh, we tried 40K. We didn't really do too much with it. We very lightly dabbled. Uh, wasn't for us. <laughs> That, that makes sense. I mean, rules aside, I just don't get into the aesthetics of 40k. I think Space Marines look weird and clunky. Like, occasionally, like, some of the Chaos ones that have, like, cool skulls and axes and shit. Like, I'm like, eh, that guy looks pretty cool. But the classic Space Marines, I just look, think, that eh, they just don't grab me. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a lot cooler to have Hulk on the table than <laughs> generic Space Warrior, you know? Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, one thing that, uh, I've been wondering about lately is cause like, um, I was actually, I was teaching the game to my nephews and, um, their kind of like closest neighbor friend who I want to say is, I'm forgetting his exact age off the top of my head, but he's only maybe one or two years younger than you, but he comes from like a board gaming household. And I noticed that when we were teaching him the game, he very quickly adapt like he was a tabletop gamer and so immediately like the idea of just like black widow grabbing an extract and double moving over to a secure he was doing that in his demo game without prompts and i was like clearly he's getting it and i was curious for you if you felt like your your just tabletop gaming experience and just like 
this pure objective-based gaming compared to, like, a lot of us minis gamers who, you know, we're used to these games where you're like, fighting is the first priority. And if, if, if you feel like not having that has potentially, like, helped you grasp MCP faster, I know it may be a little difficult to answer without having the comparison, but did you feel like you went going from tabletop gaming to MCP, you just kind of, like, it clicked right away? Uh, I think definitely so. Um, uh, like my, my dad obviously plays MCP with me sometimes and, um, he has played, uh, other games before, like not, like not recently, but a very long time ago. And it definitely took him a lot longer than me to get, um, the MCP like strategy down of objectives in this. So I definitely think starting with this one with less experience is definitely, uh, easier to go in than starting with something like say like Warhammer and coming into this because they do play very differently. Where it comes okay. to not so, you know, attrition-y based. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I had to... I think a lot of us who've come from other miniatures games have felt like we had to unlearn some things going into MCP. And I think for you, maybe one of the reasons why it's clicking so quickly is you just... You don't have to unlearn those things. You already just have the baseline and, and get to jump into it. So um, maybe that's an advantage, um, advantage your way, but... Um, so what, when you first started getting an MCP, what was, what was the appeal? What, what grabbed your attention? Um, well, uh, first of all, I do love Marvel. Like I, you know, it's been around me my entire life. I, I love the comics. I love the TV shows, the movies, all that. So being able to play with characters that I, you know, love and grew up with was, was obviously very fun. Um, and I've always really loved big, uh, complicated board games like i said i love played a lot of zombie side and such um so the tabletop game that really takes it like that one step further um really intrigued me especially because there's something i haven't really seen before because i again never really played warhammer or any of those other games so i it really uh was different to me and i really enjoyed that and it really just got me into it yeah, I, I recall the story. I think when uh, Danny relayed the story to me, it was something to the effect of you guys came in to like shop for board games and they happened to be playing MCP and they answered some questions and then you guys ended up like leaving with a core set and then came back very quickly and were like ready for games. Is is that fairly accurate? Um, so I think that day we grabbed some more stuff, but at that point we did have the game. Um, mm. I, you I already got- had it. Yeah, I got the game as a Christmas present because my dad got it. He didn't actually know it was like a, the tabletop game. He just thought it was another board game. <laughs> he, he was completely unaware of the scale of MCP. He, um, <laughs> well, I, I remember his face when we first opened the box and he saw that we had to like put together the miniatures. And he <laughs> what was, the hell is this? <laughs> he, he obviously was not prepared for what, what it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, then we did go to Mox, I think a few weeks later to kind of just walk, watch someone else play because we were like super confused of like how like how many rules and all this stuff and like what we even needed to start playing. Um, and then, yeah, I think we left there with some more characters. That makes sense. Um, so uh, as you were getting into the game, what was the what was the first affiliation to really grab your attention? Um, so first affiliation was Brotherhood. Yes, I played, I really, really liked Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, and then at the same time, I bought Magneto, so I decided Brotherhood is probably, like, a good option. Uh, so that was definitely the 
first one I think I played. I don't even think I ever even played like Avengers or Cabal. I think I just moved right past that. them. I moved You're just like... right past the core box. <laughs> Say, those are those affiliations are for the basic bitches, right? Like, <laughs> he's like, I got to get into like the mad tech right away. I respect that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think um, about Brotherhood was grabbing your attention right away? Was it just the characters or was there something mechanical about it that you that you wanted to get into more? I think at that time it was mainly the characters because um, I quickly kind of switched from them once I started to learn the game more because I ended up not being a huge fan of their playstyle at the time. Okay. Um, and I quickly leaned more into Black Order, which is, at the time, I was a lot more intrigued about because uh, they were, you know, this big, you know, let's just kill everything squad and, <laughs> uh, you know, big fan of Thanos. I thought that'd be a ton of fun. What was the... What, what would you say was the defining um, difference between Brotherhood and and Black Order that made you do that switch? Um, I think it was mainly that I really sucked at playing Magneto, and I did not understand <laughs> how to use him at the time. I just, I could not figure him out for the life of me. Um, obviously, since then, I've learned to be better with him and all that, but uh, it was, but for some reason, when I've tried Black Order for the first time, the whole Thanos and his stones and all that just kind of clicked a lot sooner with me. That makes sense. Um, so at what point did you go, I have a goal of qualifying for LVO? Like, what point in this process did that kind of hit your mind? Um, so I learned about LVO like, like two or three weeks before a qualifier. Like, I didn't really know it was a thing before then. And I thought that was just and at the time, it just seemed like a really cool thing, you know, like, oh, I can I can go to Vegas for playing this game I like to play. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and I didn't really expect to do anything, but, like, the first tournament I went to, I got second place. And at that point, I, you know, I, I realized, like, hey, this You're is like, actually I something can, yeah, I can I don't, do. I don't suck at this. Yeah. Like, yeah. at first I thought, like, oh, this would be a cool thing if it, you know, might happen. And I wasn't really, like, confident in it. And then I almost did it the first try. And I was like, okay, well, now this is something I'm actually gonna like now I'm, maybe i can do this um so that was very cool so was when you took second in that lvo qualifier had you already been doing some of the uh portland tournaments was that your first tournament or was that just the first qualifier i want to say it was my third tournament at that time okay how did you do in the in the first two do you recall um so the first one was like right as I started playing I think I went one to two in that one so not okay. crazy and then I cannot remember what, how I did on the second one probably not too amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I don't expect you to remember all that stuff but I was just curious my partner often gives me a lot of shit like how do you remember all these random <laughs> games from all these times and I was like well there's a lot of there's a lot of self-reflection that goes on when you're, you know, trying to evaluate your mistakes and whatnot. But, okay, sure. so you're just basically doing tournaments, and then one of them's, you know, a qualifier, and you're just like, you kind of dig this concept, and then you end up taking second overall. And if I recall, that was just, was that just losing to Danny? Um, on that one, I lost to Dakota. Okay. Yeah, that's final round. It's playing Guardians. And you were, were you doing Black Order for that one? Yes, I was playing Black Order for that one. 
Okay. And then was the Zulus one your second qualifier, or was that a third? I think that one was the second, which okay. I also ran Blackwater to. Uh, don't remember where I placed on that one. That one I didn't do, like, I think I was somewhere in the midline. And then the one up at the Paradox Trading Post in Macy was my third, and that's when I started playing Criminal Syndicate. And that one I believe I also got second place in. Okay. That was the one I lost to Danny. <laughs> Damn that Danny guy. Just dream crushing. Um, but, yeah, so the Zulus one is where I met you, and I was catching the tail end of one of your games, and, like, there was still some, some subtlety. Like, um, I remember at the end of that game, um, it seemed like you had forgotten about the Thanos leadership on his flip side, and you had kind of an opportunity to, to take that one. And um, Yeah. Um, but that's an easy leadership to miss out, and it just goes to show, like, kind of how many little subtle things there are in MCP that um, you kind of have to, like, keep in mind for those corner case situations where it actually comes up. Um, but, okay, so you switch... So after the Zulus one, you switch to Criminals. That's... Was that Daredevil Criminals, or is that Kingpin Criminals? Uh, it was a bit of both, but more more oriented around Daredevil. Okay, so you you still wanted to play you know, a bit of the murder pressure and whatnot, but you, you, you're expanding to kind of a different kind of team. So what, what prompted you to make that switch? Um, well, partly because that was the start of Black Order's inevitable downfall of, cause that was when the gems got restricted, I believe. And when follow me also got added to that restricted list. So I was getting a little sick of not having restricted cards. Um, yeah. and also I really want to try out the grunts. So, and I really liked Daredevil, so I just kind of started Criminal Syndicate because I just wanted to play with Daredevil. Um, because, you know, I couldn't, I felt like at that time I couldn't play with Daredevil too much because, you know, the OG Daredevil isn't, you know, the, the best character in the game or anything. Yeah, um, I think that's fair to say. So, uh, and I ended up just really liking the team. What, what ended up being kind of the characters that you played the most when you were playing Criminals? Uh, I did a lot of the rapid fire shenanigans, so, uh, you know, Shadowland Daredevil, Hood, Winter Soldier, I really liked Juggernaut in there, he was really fun, I don't know if he's really played much now that Oleg's a thing, but I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed him that, because he also is obviously very good in a kingpin, too. Yeah, that makes sense. So, did you find that you had to have a fairly large, um, kind of like mental gymnastics switch as you switch from playing like these three person black order teams to suddenly playing these much wider um daredevil teams that you know are also rolling a lot more like four and four five dice attack rolls that you're just like waiting to spike was that was that something that you that took a bit of a shift or did it kind of come easily um at first yeah it was a it was a bit of a big difference you know where you have to like kind of slowly push through that damage instead of just like I'm throwing out like three big attacks and we're just really hoping they don't whiff, you know. <laughs> uh, but I definitely like Daredevil's playstyle more because when an attack inevitably does whiff, it's not like oh this one attack is now completely game changing, you know. Yeah, that's always a very stressful thing about Black Order. It's like, most of the time your attacks are awesome, but like that one time that one of them whiffs, you're just like, wait a minute, do I just lose the game now? Yeah, it's it definitely sucks when you're playing Black Order and every attack just needs to go how it should. 
So do you feel like as you've been shifting rosters, because um, you've been at least a little bit connected on the Discord, have you been kind of like following the... I mean, I know you don't listen to that many podcasts, but I was curious just how much... Um, like maybe some of the online thoughts or like discussions in the stores have kind of played a role in your affiliation changes or has it just been mostly, this is just what you feel like playing? Um, I do browse around the discords like a lot. Like I'm pretty much like whenever I'm doing anything and I having to wait around, I'm normally on discord, just looking through the various MCP stuff, seeing what other people are talking about. Um, that hasn't, really influence what i'm playing specifically is there has there been any discords or maybe like specific people that you have found more insightful as you've been kind of like looking around the the discords kind of getting information um i really like the uh the fan server because you know i can go to i sometimes will just go through like the different channels they have for each affiliation and just kind of like browsing through and see what each person is talking about about their affiliation with the plane to try to get insight of like what are these other affiliations like um that makes sense and then just browsing through you know the tactic channels and the competitive channels and all that nothing nothing too specific I just just whatever's around so for you it's a little bit more of kind of like taking in a whole picture and just kind of like seeing you know seeing if anything inspires you it's not really like any one specific place or any particular person or anything that's, you know, uh, that you have found particularly insightful. Yeah. All right. So um, you eventually ended up switching to S.H.I.E.L.D. for LVO. Was that straight from Criminals to S.H.I.E.L.D.? Where you're like, I still want to do the grunts, but I want a different plan? Or was there something in between? That is most definitely exactly what happened. I played Daredevil, <laughs> and I'm like, I really want to try out more grunts, because Daredevil's grunts kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> so my thought was, I'm either playing Shield or Hydra, and I tried Hydra, um, and I liked him, but I I don't really like the new Red Skull. He's definitely really good, and I was saying he's not, but I'm, I don't like his playstyle, and I wasn't a huge fan of him, nor like his fan grunts. What about his playstyle... Um, cause he is pretty offensive, which kind of feels like your thing. Was it, so I found that he's pretty fragile. Was it, was it that, or was it something else that kind of rubbed you the wrong way about him? So the two things I don't like about him were definitely, yeah, first is his fragility. I was not a huge fan of, um, cause just the games I had with him, I just found that he goes down super quick. Um, another thing I don't like about him is, which is another reason I actually stopped playing Black Order, is I didn't like how kind of straightforward he was. And you, I found him pretty predictable. Okay. Of, he's just, you know, he's paying for his things, and he's doing his two attacks, and he's just hoping he puts through the damage. I feel like he had a lot of scenario play. Not a whole lot of depth to him. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that he's a strong character, but I think you're right. He, he does not have a ton of depth to, it, like, his shtick. And, like, even, like, most of the time, just, like, counting blanks on his builder or his gainer is better than using his spender. So there's just like, there's not a whole lot of decision-making that goes on with his activation. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're like, okay, I want to, I want to do some more grunt stuff, but you're not quite, not quite clicking with, um, 
with Hydra, so you decide that S.H.I.E.L.D. is the next place. How quickly did it feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. was something that you were like, hey, all right, this is this is for me. Like, was it immediate, or did it kind of take some, take some games? Uh, it was pretty immediate. When I started off S.H.I.E.L.D., I had a pretty strong start. Um, so the first 19 games, I started counting because I thought it was cool, um, I, I actually won with my S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I, I had a 19-game streak like right off the bat. So, like, I started, I picked up S.H.I.E.L.D. and I instantly just, like, really clicked with them and kind of fell in love. I really liked their whole, like, punish play style. Like, we have so many cool tricks that we can do where, like, you're playing half the game and the opponent's activation. And, (laughs) like, I really fell in love with them very quickly. Did you start playing them before the Commandos came out or was it after? Um, It was right after they came out. So were you using them right away, or were you kind of playing around with a bunch of stuff? Uh, I was using them right away. I think overall in my S.H.I.E.L.D. career, I've maybe played, like, two games without them. They're kind of... <laughs> yeah. They're just so good. They're such a staple. I've never felt like I shouldn't be taking them. Yeah, I even when I was playing S.H.I.E.L.D. with Thanos, I, I found very quickly that the Commandos were almost always my first choice three-threat. Um, so as you were exploring shield, were you, um, cause obviously like Vince was pouring out content on shield and like literally teaching everyone how to beat his shield all the time. Did you run into any of that during your, your shield preparation or was that just kind of something in the background that you weren't that aware of? Uh, yeah, I, I've watched a lot of Vince's content on shield. Um, I agree with a lot of it and what he, a lot of what he does, um, it was definitely helpful to kind of see what someone else is doing and learn some more tactics. Did it influence your um, your LVO roster at all, or is it just kind of like okay, just some tactics that you might uh, might factor in? So when I first started playing Shield, like a week or two after I started, I played a game against Vince. Um, I wasn't playing Shield in that game because he was. I wanted a mirror match, and he was playing. Crimson Dynamo and Honey Badger. And he kind of introduced me to those two, which I really liked in Shield. Okay, nice. So yeah, that. I didn't realize you guys end up so like uh in a like a TTS league or Oh, it was just a casual TTS match that we were playing. Okay. Um, and those two both ended up making them into my LBO roster, and I really liked them in Shield. So he kinda influenced that decision. Um a little bit more directly. By, yeah, uh, a little bit more directly did, on that one. <laughs> um, did he take that game? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Pro- probably. <laughs> I think I was running Hydra at the time because I was still like trying to see if they could mm, Still trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah. That makes sense. So, obviously, you get out to LVO. We're not going to do like a deep dive into, into the LVO um, experience have kind of done enough episodes on that but overall you ended up going three and three you won your first round game on stream um i know this is kind of your first tournament uh of this kind of situation but i hope that you like to maybe to maybe a random person three and three may not sound special but there are a lot of people who are very good and very well respected in the community who did not go three and three, <laughs> like in the invitational. And uh, when you're playing against like that level of player and you you end up with a 50 50 record, like 
where, you know, you're like, okay, well, just a lot of games could go either way. Like, that's something that I would be proud of. So I hope that you walked out of that and were like, man, I'm I'm fucking 15 years old and I'm going toe to toe and I got like a 50-50 record with some of the best players in the country. Like, I hope you were standing tall as you guys were flying home. Yeah, I definitely was. My my goal going into LBO was 3-3. Three and three. I, I told myself I want to win at least half my games and you know what? I hit that goal and I'm proud of that. Other goals to try to get best in affiliation, which obviously th- t- didn't happen. <laughs> Fucking Vince, that, that, that just one, <laughs> that shit up. That one was kind of against me. Um, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. I mean, Vince probably has more games with Shield than anyone on the planet. <laughs> um. Um, so in in preparation for LVO and like the month leading up to it, um, were you you know about how many games you were getting in a week? Was it you know two, three, or did were you able to get in a few more than that? So the month of January, I got a, I think before LVO, I got twenty games in. And that's I not think, bad at all. That's that's pretty good. I think most people would be pretty happy if they got in twenty games in a month. And then I think and then December. I think I got, like, 30. I think I almost got... I tried to get a game a day, and any day I missed, I tried to make that on another day. Okay. So, um, of the Portland community, who who do you think... So, I've always... You know, it's kind of the steel sharpens steel. Um, I, I truly feel you're often, like, only as good as your opponents make you. Um, who do you feel um, out of the community has been kind of, like pushing you to the next level where you're like you feel like games with them really like level up the tactics is it um is it anyone in particular is there a few people um can be games online or local community who 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 do you think has helped you raise the bar the most um well uh, danny is definitely a big one uh you know every game i've had with him has been just super close and a great game i don't i don't think i've ever had a game with danny that hasn't like ended in like like a one point difference like those games are always so stressful and so great and he, he <laughs> definitely pushes me um well let's not talk up danny too much <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right anyone else beyond danny that you that you feel like has been uh you know being that challenge for you um definitely at the start uh jeffrey from mcpdx that played a lot of games against him he's okay. he definitely helped me out a lot at the beginning uh, kick my butt a few times. I, I think I repaid that favor. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like it's kind of hitting the point where, like, um, at like local events and event nights, people are starting? Are, are, is there any level of intimidation yet? Like, oh man, I am playing against Dayton. This is going to be super tough. Or do you feel like it's still pretty chill and just everybody's playing games? Um, I I definitely have had uh, like, at tournaments where. I've definitely had that of like, oh, I'm gonna play against you, <laughs> um, and I am starting to get the feeling that everyone at my uh, locals probably getting a little sick of my shield. <laughs> I do feel that a little bit, <laughs> but um, man, shield's something that I think everybody should get practice into, and it it really is its its own special brand of MCP. Um, I don't know if you've played that many games against Shield since playing them, but I felt like my games against Shield got way easier after I spent a month playing Shield. Like they like they just it feels like playing them like also teaches you all the ins and outs of like how their things fall apart. Definitely. 
I think I think once you learn like all the the crazy interactions with the eye in the sky, it definitely definitely helps because that's their big thing. There are so many weird things you can do with eye in the sky, and if you know those things going in, along with all their other shenanigans, it's definitely a lot easier taking them down. Yeah, it also feels like just how you're able to man like because to a certain extent, your opponent can manage the power of fury. And like shield always feels way worse when when Fury's having power issues, right? And like you just like oh man, I don't even like I'm not even threatening eye in the sky this whole turn, right? Or you know, or you like don't have it, and then Fury just gets dazed, right? And you just have these whole time periods of like man, when eye is totally off the table, it gets really frustrating, and it's kind of a, its own experience, and um, and that that's kind of been a a challenge when I'm playing them. Um, so, uh, so it sounds like you are still sticking with shield. Um, so no shift up since, um, LVO. Um, so <laughs> I both really want to like try something new at the same time. It's so hard to switch up. I really do like shield a lot and it doesn't help that they just got some new fun toys. Um, but I do want to try some other stuff, but I think I am going to stick with them as like my main team for a while that um, makes sense i've been wanting uh, to tr- try x-men for a while but i'm wanting to wait until they're not so popular <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna warn you that's never gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like it's now that the secret's out that they're good they are the most popular kind of ip within marvel like it's at this point, even if they dropped down a notch, they will probably only gain popularity now that people kind of know how to play them and what works, but their roster's expanding. Probably Emma and Psylocke are going to be affiliated. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There will probably never be a time when X-Men are not popular from here on out. Kind of like Avengers. Yeah, I'm, I'm so upset that Emma looks so fun in X-Men. I'm like, I want to <laughs> play this so bad, but I don't want to just jump on this bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> That that that's fair, um, but you're 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 talking to the wrong person if you don't want to be like swayed into playing X Men. That's kind of that's kind of my thing is being like fucking X Men. Let's do this. Um, but okay, so you you've really kind of found a home then with um, with Shield, and it it kind of clicks for you more than more than the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me to switch from Shield, I'd have to find something I like more, or just. I don't even really know. I really like I really like how they play. The only thing I don't like about Shield is they don't really have any, you know, like crazy amazing like characters when it comes to, like um like a like a fan favorite standpoint, you know, like obviously it's a lot cooler to play um characters like, you know, like Venom or Spider Man stuff than it is to play like Black Widow. Um Yeah. Well, I mean, Iron Man is, is reasonably reasonably popular, so you you've got that at least. But yeah, I get I get the uh, I get the wanting to have some of the the cool characters in there and not just the regular dudes with guns. Um, so um, at this point, with Shield kind of being the focus, um, and and I, I mean I would put Shield's. So for me, like my outlook is, I probably think of Shield as probably in the top five. And I, but I'd probably put them as five overall. If I had to rank on the spot, I would still say that Brotherhood and X Men are kind of duking it out for the top slot, and they're probably pretty closely matched. And then maybe one step behind them 
is Avengers and Guardians. Um, and those are both equally kind of matched, but in like different ways. And they both kind of have some versatile builds. And then like Shields right there, maybe one step behind them. And they like do reasonably well against Guardians and Avengers, um, but have some problems with um, certain matchups with Brotherhood and X-Men that kind of keep them from like pushing too far up. But it feels like all the rest of the field hates S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, it feels like almost everything that's not X-Men or Brotherhood wants no part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. matchup. And so, it feels like a lot of the other things in the game you end up with a positive matchup against. Do you, do you feel like that's fairly accurate in your experience, or does it differ at all? Yeah, I do think there's not, like, a whole bunch that is, like a big counter to shield i think definitely big one is x-men i think that's definitely our hardest counter um which sucks because they're like the most popular right now <laughs> uh, um just because just because cover in the main thing really Co- cover yeah. is just so mean uh to shield uh you know all of our small attacks you know means we're not really pushing through that damage we need to yeah so with that said obviously there's now been agent venom on the horizon right he's out you probably have at least a few games in with him now is this a character that's gonna like be in the roster and maybe helps you with the x-men matchup or has he not been living up to hype so what i've tried agent venom when it comes to x-men it's kind of like a double-edged sword because on one hand he can get through the cover which is nice but on the other hand he has that really poor energy defense and no way to heal so people like rogue and storm kind of zap him off the table really quick um, generally, when it comes to X-Men, I, I've liked Rhino more as, like, my counter. He's pretty good into them. He can get up close and kind of just, once he's close to the, you know, the cover doesn't matter, and he can uh, give take away some of their extract play with this is a robbery, and he can really move around quickly to make it harder for them to run away, and I, I have liked him more as a bit of an X-Men counter. Um, I seem to be one of the few S.H.I.E.L.D. players that have not been a huge fan of Agent Venom. He hasn't been super outstanding for me at least yeah i've only gotten two games in with him so far and he was interesting but i it's just that i love his sculpt like as soon as i was assembling him and painting him like i've painted two of him already he's been out for like two weeks and i've painted him twice i played with him on tts and i was like this person's probably not going to my roster but once i had him in person i'm like mm, but maybe he will <laughs> <laughs> like i totally agree with you his sculpt is one of my favorite in the entire game and he was super fun to paint and i do like his utility kit right like he's solid offensively he's got a character throw so he can do some displacement and he's got action economy he's like he kind of hits, like, the big three things that you want. Like, the main thing that's been rough for him is I feel like he will just randomly die. Yes, that is literally my only problem with him, is that he is not durable in the slightest. He, they gave him the Venom defense, but didn't give them the Venom heal. <laughs> yeah. So he, he does kind of go down really quick. So... Um, have you tried out Spider-Woman at all in the S.H.I.E.L.D. games? Like, is she... How's she doing? Uh, yes, I have tried her. I, I really like her. She's a lot of fun. She gives a lot of scenario play with Interrogate and her spender being able to drop extracts and all that. So she's a lot of fun. Uh, stealth with Martial Artist is really cool. Especially with S.H.I.E.L.D.'s uh, aggressive on their other side leadership. So she can pretty consistently get into that Martial Artist on the second tap. Um, by just moving in. 
Uh, so that's a lot of fun. I like, you know, putting, be able to put like shock and stun around is cool. She's super mobile. I've been a real big fan of her. Nice, nice. All right. So getting into some of your thoughts on the overall meta, I know you like kind of roll around the discords a bit, see what's going on. Um, what do you have any? So we have this Adepticon. I assume, are you going to Adepticon? I realized uh, I hadn't asked you that. I, I am not. I am okay. Not. Um, do you have any other conventions or big tournaments that you think that you'd be able to make it out to this year or any that are just like, you're like seeing if they're going to potentially work out? Um, this year, I don't know if I'd be able to go to any big ones. Uh, I mean, I do plan to go back to LVO again for next year. Always. Um, I like hearing that. That's a, that's a thing I like to hear. Obviously doing local LVO qualifiers whenever you can at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one coming up in April. Bye. Yeah, it's just like a week after my birthday. I may, I may have to roll down for that one. Get some, get some post Adepticon games in. Um, okay, so um, I want to pick uh, Dayton's brain. Um, if you had to make some predictions about Adepticon, right? We've got like Pat Dunford flying over from uh you know from the uk you know we've got deluca showing up vince lvo champion's gonna be there um probably have nate the prior adepticon champion um if you from what you've been gleaning from the meta if you had to pick um rather than just pick like who's gonna win what do you think the affiliation matchup is gonna be factoring in that like we are gonna have emma and uh, Psylocke out before Adepticon. What would what would you be thinking? Like, okay, this is probably the matchup. And if I were going, these are going to be like the teams duking it out in the finals, and I'm going to prepare for them. What What do you think is going to be the the final matchup for Adepticon? So I definitely think we're seeing a lot of Brotherhood and a lot of X Men. Obviously, because they're like I think that's fair right now. Yeah. Um, I think in like the final matchup, it would probably Brotherhood brotherhood versus possibly x-men possibly something else i do think we'll see a fair amount of shield just because you know vincent won not that long ago at lvo and people are starting to find i think finally realize like hey this is this is a this is a competitive affiliation this can do some work Um, so on that like i know you you have a, a further thought to expand on so don't forget that what you were about to say but i wonder if shield will actually be that popular they're super finesse, like they're a very niche mix of characters, and I think they attract a particular kind of player, and my feeling is, is that S.H.I.E.L.D. will not be that popular. I still think they're very good. I'm not trying to say they're not a great affiliation. I'm just not sure they are going to appeal to that many people, and so I'm not sure that we're going to see a big influx. Is that something you wildly disagree with, or so, what do you think? I do agree a little bit, yeah. I do. I, do, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of people. Shield. I still don't think it's going to be like super popular. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we still have like you know more Avengers players and Shield and all that. But I do think they'll be more than normal. Like I think we'll probably see more than we did at LVO because there's like four Shield players total. I think we'll see a little bit more. Not like okay. a crazy amount though, for sure. I don't think they're gonna get like super stupid popular. Maybe you know six to eight out of every sixty-four players instead of like four out of sixty-four. That's what you're yeah. saying. Like it's gonna go up. It's gonna go up a notch in popularity, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna break into like the top five most popular affiliations. Yeah. 
Okay. So continue with your thought about uh, about the matchups, okay? You said Brotherhood and X-Men, a reasonable chance in the finals. S.H.I.E.L.D. goes up a notch in popula- uh, popularity. W- what were your other thoughts? Um, I don't... I don't think Avengers is going to make it super far, and I don't think they're going to be as big as they have been. I think they, I think lately, Steve Avengers specifically has been kind of on a bit of a downfall. Um, Dude, LVO, Steve was like 1 in 11 or some ridiculous, like, Sam went like 50-50 or something, but Steve did awful. Yeah, um, Steve, which is, which is just so strange because he's been like the most popular for so long, and he's pretty widely regarded as having like the best leadership um so it's yeah it is kind of strange that he's been doing pretty poorly lately um so yeah i don't think avengers i think avengers are going to take a big a bitter a big hit um i definitely think x-men will probably be the most popular because at lvo they were kind of and just lately in general they've them and brotherhood have been kind of battling out but i think yeah I think especially with the new release of Emma and all that, I think X-Men are going to be see our highest player count. Okay. Um, so, do you have kind of a... Um, are you familiar with the term dark horsing? I'm not. Okay. Um, we use it a lot in War Machine. Um, where it was our term for kind of something that wasn't nearly as popular, wasn't as played as well. So, some might say that Vince dark horsed LVO. Um, which would be to say that not people weren't as practiced against shield. They weren't as prepared against shield. A lot of people, uh, including myself said that I did not expect shield to be in the top eight. Cause I just thought they would get knocked out by the brotherhood and X-Men. Um, and so you could say that, um, that that would be a dark horsing a tournament. And I think it would definitely qualify like in humans won the, the weekender, in the uk that's dark nobody was like going into the you know maybe it's different over there maybe there were people like fucking inhumans are already bullshit and they knew that but that's that would be something that if a lot of the top players are probably getting practice games they're not going i need to make sure i get a bunch of games in against inhumans and so you would say like inhumans dark horse that event and so they benefit a little bit from people being less practiced against them. So they don't know all the tricks as well as they know Avengers tricks and X-Men's tricks and, and that sort of thing. And so that's what that term is. And so um, what I'm essentially asking right now is, is there affiliation that you kind of have this sneaky feeling is really good right now and people aren't exploring as much? Or maybe you're a little more worried about them than most people seem to be talking about them. So like my... My dark horse pick for LVO was uh, was Hydra and Convocation. I thought those were the ones that I'm like, man, there's going to be a Hydra or Convocation in the top eight. And that may not have been a, a common pick at, in that moment. Um, so I'm curious for you, if you have kind of a, a dark horse pick for Adepticon that you think will be in the top eight. Uh-huh. doesn't have to win, but something we're like, oh... Oh, fucking A Force is in the top eight. What, what's going on here? You know, something like that. I, I definitely think it could happen. Um, but where do we pick? I'd say probably Shield or even even Inhumans. Yeah, Inhumans was doing really good lately. I, I definitely do think the underdog teams have an actual really good chance to make it in the, the top. Just because, yeah, like you said, they people don't have practice with them. The one of the biggest things I see when I'm playing against people when I'm playing Shield is I can definitely tell someone who hasn't played against Shield 
Um, (laughs) And those games are wildly easier to win against people who have. You're like, oh, you haven't practiced this at all, have you? All right, then. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... um, past that so as you're as you're gearing up for for some of these other events um and uh so hulk and modok right we know that they're on the on the horizon and you've just seen sculpts how much do the sculpts excite you or is it like i just have to see the cards before i even think about them um i'm a fan of hulk sculpt and i'm that 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 was that one's cool i'm excited for that one i'm not like I'm not super excited about Modoc right now, and his sculpt I, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I, I I I don't think I'll be picking up Modoc unless he does have like a really cool looking card, um, and I'm pretty iffy on the new Hulk. And I'll probably only pick him up if he's like really different than normal Hulk because okay. The I think the main problem with uh, the new Hulk is there's like two routes that there's like three routes that they can go with it. And that's one <laughs> is that it's just worse than normal Hulk and there's no point in playing him or he's better than normal Hulk, which is even worse because like normal <laughs> Hulk's already super good. Yeah. So I really hope they go the third route of making him just different than normal Hulk. My suspicion is with no no background information whatsoever, just because it's based on the Immortal Hulk. I'm wondering if it's a Hulk who's, like, not quite as good as normal Hulk, but, like, can't die. Like, cannot be removed from the table. Like, it's a character that maybe, like, when he dazes, he gets a little bit stronger, um, but will, like, always flip back to his healthy side. Something like that. Um that's that's my weird, you know, conspiracy theory tinfoil hat prediction. Um but who cool. knows? He might just be better than Hulk. <laughs> Hopefully not. We we do not need a better Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Hulk's obviously still my pick as best character in the game. Is that kind of where you're sitting at, or you know, maybe are you in the like commandos best in the game? Best uh yeah, probably Hulk or Thanos. Hulk or Thanos. So Thanos, like, you, I mean, we're you're speaking my language, man. Like, these are my two picks for. Man, I, I still want Hulk. I still want Thanos to be changed. I'm not. Hulk is really good, but I'm not sure. I, I kind of maybe it's just that Hulk's throw needs to be three. Like it feels silly to like. Bill, Thor, She-Hulk, they all have the same throw, except Hulk gets it for two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they definitely that... went a little bit too far in the other direction when they originally buffed Hulk. They were like, oh, his power economy is terrible, so let's just make it amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it certainly could have been a thing, like, maybe you could have just given him a gainer? Like... Maybe just let him gain one power. I don't know. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution there is exactly. Um, but he does. That's probably my only complaint about the meta at the moment is that I kind of just feel like it's Hulk is king, and there's a lot of a lot of teams. They're like, okay, what is the most competitive thing I can do? It's build the best Hulk team. And that that's probably the only thing I dislike about it because otherwise it just feels like there are tons of tons of interesting options, but there are a lot of games. It's like, 
who's got the better Hulk this game? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't come across that a lot. I, as a shield player, I do not mind seeing Hulk across the table. <laughs> I think I think one of Shield's thing that really makes them great is a lot of the big competitive pieces we're actually really good into. Yeah, like that being like Hulk and Malekith, Eye in the Sky makes really sad if we can set it up correctly. Yeah, for sure. And same with Juggernaut. Juggernaut is super bad in Shield. Because um, if he moves and we eye sky in the way, then he loses the extra dice. Yeah, and it's a little piddly five dice attack, and it's yeah. sad. Um, um, so the reason Thanos kind of makes it up if one of those characters would be changed is that's one character that is very good in shield because we just can't do anything to him. <laughs> if I get lucky in my Helios Dazen, that's cool, <laughs> and that's that's as far as it's going. So after seeing Psylocke's cards. Is there any chance that you play Psylocke and try to psychic constructs a Helios laser? Like, a Helios laser reroll any to annihilate a Hulk uh, seems real scary. But you don't have, like, it's it's tough. The tactics cards are so tight. And... Yeah, I think the, the only thing that keeps me doing that is Shield's tactic cards are too tight, and I would I don't think it'd be good enough to waste yeah. two tactic cards on a single attack. I might still build a roster that does it. It might not be Shield, but yeah, I think it'd be better outside of Shield, definitely, just because yeah. we're already so tight on that cards. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I could see it working in Avengers actually, because I think X Men are also have the they they aren't as quite as tight on tactics cards. It's still pretty tight. It's not Shield tight, but it's it still feels like there's way too many good cards to choose from. But Maybe in Avengers, where you're like, I build up power, I build up an unnecessary amount of power, and then you're just like, all right, well now, you know, you only have to get to maybe like a 15 dice Helios, and then you just like nuke a Hulk into the ground. Yeah. So, hmm, that'll be interesting. Um, So, uh, before we wrap up the primary episode, I want your pick um, of... Uh, of the releases, let's say, um, basically like, um, starting with Logan and Apex till now, including Emma and Psylocke, who's your pick for the, the character who's going to have the most influence on the 2023 meta and your pick for the least influence. So, like, you know, you could easily say, like, I mean, I think a safe answer would be, like, Rhino's the most influential and, like, Blob is the least influential would probably be a very safe answer. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm going here for. Just kind of, like, put you on the spot a little bit, throw out some date and insight. What do you think? So, I think for most influential... Definitely, probably Rhino or Logan. Those two have possibly. I, I as much as I don't want to say Rhino because that is the very safe answer. I do think <laughs> I do think Rhino just because he is very good into X Men, and that's just that's definitely being the new huge thing lately. Yeah. Um, and he's just an amazing character. Um, least influential. That's probably. Probably Blob or like even Apex Sabretooth. Oh, that I mean that's a little spicy. I mean Apex is a strong character. I uh, think he is strong. I don't think it's not. I I think it's 
think it's going to be hard fitting him in in some of the places he wants to be. Okay. That being, you know, like, I guess, Brotherhood. Um, because uh, I really think Cyclops could be good in like a Brotherhood list. Um, even possibly Emma. Uh, I don't know. These a lot of the four threats. I think you're going to be <laughs> having a big duel. There's just so many. So many, uh, so many four threats coming out recently, and they all kind of go in the same place. <laughs> like so many, like mutant four threats have been releasing, and I think they're all gonna have to battle it out and see who reigns supreme. So I definitely think one of them is gonna end up being the least influential because they just end up on the bottom. And my my guess is probably Sabretooth. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, I, I put you on the spot, so I'll throw out one. I'm like, I think. Ulick is going to end up being the most influential um, just because I think he's going to open up some other like big super tanky builds and I think there's going to be some really like whereas Rhino I think just kind of like I don't really think there's going to be a lot of like Rhino teams I think Rhino is just going to be the fifth character in a fair amount of places and it's going to be like add some Rhino tech to this roster I think Ulick is going to open up some really tanky brutal teams that are going to be Ulick and Hulk, or Ulick and Jugs, or, you know, Ulick Jugs Apex, and it's just going to be a lot of really brutal, like, high durability characters stacked on top of each other. Um, and I'm going to get super spicy, and I think as the year goes on, I think Pyro is going to be a character that we see played surprisingly little. Like, he'll be see play in Brotherhood, and I just don't see that character being a long-term splash that we see that much of. He'll, yeah. he'll be played in Brotherhood. Um, he's really good, but I just think the, the, the slots are tight. Because, like, fucking Commandos are in kind of the same camp, right? Where the Commandos are just this great three-threat, but they're in one affiliation. And they're just not splashed very much. Um, and I, I think that's where the pyro is going to end up landing. I definitely do think Commando's not splash enough. And I agree on <laughs> pyro. I actually completely forgot about the Olic and Beta Ray Bill box. I'd like to change my answer from Rhino to Beta Ray Bill. Oh, Beta Ray Bill! Actually, I have not played a ton with him yet, but he is so good. <laughs> I don't think people are quite realizing just how durable he is. Like. Not only having those reduced and fairly good defensive stats, but also being immune to incinerate makes it really hard to sneak damage through on him. I'm two games in with him, and he's been a fucking rock star in both games with him. And I played him totally different. The first game, it was like, call the storm and nuke rogue. And the other game, he was doing a lot more like, I'm going to throw people away and... um yeah, he's he's really interesting. I like him. I think yeah. that's that's a fun spicy pick. So um so I know that you have not done any other podcasts yet, but you you had an interview on Professional Casual and I know you have a scheduled thing with Lexa. Do you want to like either tease the thing with Lexa if you happen to know what character you're doing to maybe like psych people up and get people looking forward to that and maybe give some people some teaser about your interview and game and stuff that people could check out on the professional casual network so if they want to see more more Dayton tech in action. Yeah. Um, so with Lexa, I will be talking about Crimson Dynamo, which is oh. been a favorite fourth thread of mine lately. Um, specifically in S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's great everywhere. I do not think enough people are using Crimson Dynamo. Like, he got released, and just no one used him 
and he's still not getting used enough. He's definitely found some popularity, but he, I do not think he's getting used enough. I definitely think he's near the top of the four threats, um, and he's not being treated that way. <laughs> uh, but I guess more on that when that happens. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the interview I had, Professional Pattern Network, I talked a lot more about S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically about going against Thanos. Nice. All right, listeners. Well, um, you can find Burb in uh, my Discord, B-E-R-B, if you want to, like, pick pick his brain. Um, Or hopefully you got, like, some more content to look forward down the road. Maybe we'll see you guest spot some other stuff. Um, But, listeners, uh, Dayton and I are going to dive into a little bit more um, fun stuff. I may even, like, pick his brain on some of his favorite MCU stuff and whatnot and just have a little fun in the bonus episode. Um, if you're not a patron, I totally understand. Not everybody's in the place for that, but it just comes out to a dollar an episode. So it comes out to, you know, four to $5 a month helps support me, um, helps me keep, keep everything going. So uh, I appreciate those who can support me, but Dayton, thanks so much, man. I hope, um, I hope we get a game at some point you and I have not played cause I just have shown up and been like backup support at the few events that I've, that I've seen you at, but maybe I'll make it down to one of these, uh, um, Portland events. Um, what do you, what's, what's your next tournament on your, on your radar? Do you have one next month? Um, next month, I don't know of any happening next month. So, okay. The MCPDX community is doing our own little like uh, um, mini uh, league within our community, so we'll be doing that through the majority of next month. So that's kind of like our tournament. That's more like a month-long thing. And then yes, in April we have the LBO tournament at Gone Guy, which is going to be a ton of fun. I believe we're already uh, at least almost completely filled up. I think the last oh, time nice. I checked, we had like twenty-nine people. So, Dude, that's awesome. Um, stoked for that. All right. Well, do you wanna do you wanna throw out any like uh, taunts or challenges to Danny while you're on the show? Because <laughs> um, I I think he usually listens to the episodes that he's not on, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So if you want a chance to like just challenge Danny or something on air, um, dude, I will have have the soapbox. I'm here for it. Um, I heard Danny say uh, not too long ago that he was wanting to try out shields. You know what, Danny? I would really like to play against you when you play shield. And <laughs> I like to see how that goes. Nice, nice. Are you gonna? You want a shield mirror, or do you want to like beat his shield with something I'm else? I'm gonna beat his shield with something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not sure what, but I'm determined it's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to when this when this goes down, whenever it happens, I wanna I wanna hear about I wanna hear about the results. So, um. Listeners, I'm going to close out the episode here and say uh, the most OP thing that you can do uh, is be as good as Dayton. But honestly, that's unlikely because he's pretty fucking OP. Later, nerds.